Podcast like a motherfucker. So welcome to Amatime Podcast, episode 55, part 2. So I've got James back with me on the show to uh, talk about Group C in the House of War, which conveniently we're both a part of. So James, yeah. what was your first impressions of of our group? Yeah, it seems pretty close. There's, um, we got away without being in Group B anyway, which is good, because <laughs> that's like... I think there's like three or four ETC captains and But aren't you an ETC captain, James? I have a <laughs> in a loose sense of the word, but there's a the good ETC captains are in group B and <laughs> the master and Fraz who's ranked number one at the moment. Is Fraz ranked number like one? Is he actually number one? Yeah. Yeah, but that's because it's your best four events and he's like one of the only people that's been to four. But Okay. I was gonna say but, how's that happened? <laughs> Yeah, he's number one by like the skin of his teeth at the moment. But, <laughs> uh, he's had a good year so far. He's consistently finishing the top few. So. Fair enough. So what we're going to do is we'll take matchup by matchup, and uh, we'll talk about each list and give a a rough prediction of what we think is going to be the outcome. So yeah, the good. first pairing is Kevin Stonebanks from. Um, Paired Weapons Podcast and Team Scotland against Jeff Keeling. Is Jeff Keeling from somewhere? Um, from Jeff Keeling, I don't know. I have no idea. Is he a UK player? Scotland. Scotland uh, yeah, player? He's, I think he's UK. I'm not 100, percent but I think he won. Uh, yeah, he won Art of War in Bristol at the start of the year with the Easter. Right. It's Chariots, so, so solid player then. Yeah. And yeah, this list that. looks pretty interesting. Yeah. Do you want to go to Jeff's one then? Yeah, we can do. So, we've got Jeff Keeling's on Warriors of the Dark Gods. Um, for those listening on YouTube, which is a new feature of Amatime Podcast, you will be able to see Jeff's list. Um, for those of you listening on the podcast, I will read it out for you. So, his general is a sorcerer, wizard master on alchemy. Um, with light armor and ranger's boots, so that's an interesting choice. I've never seen ranger's boots on a sorcerer before, but maybe there's something there. It, it's for the uh, core fallen or whatever. Their their movement to their advance rate and their march is slightly higher than the sorcerer and the warriors. I think. Okay. So if you put the boots on them, they can. They're light troops and they can run around. Uh, okay, fair enough. Someone's done. Yeah. Um, he's got three barbarian chiefs on chariots with shields, heavy armor, light lance. One of them's got rod of battle, obsidian rock, and one of them's got a lucky charm. So again, I'm not sure about these. I think three barbarian chiefs and dark chariots with shield, heavy armor, light lance is pretty good at 240 points. Yeah. I don't I'm necessarily sure know doing. why you'd want rod of battle and obsidian rock on one or a lucky charm yeah. on the other but it could be that the obsidian rock one is going to go make a unit of chariots with one of the warrior chariots yeah yeah I guess if he makes a unit of chariot or even if you put all the chiefs and warrior chariot together you can have like some sort of super yeah. unit and then rather battle them yeah 
Mm, it makes sense. I mean, Rod of Battle is, is quite a nice spell for Warriors to have, right? Because they're already hitting most things on threes, so giving them plus one to hit is is not yeah. is not necessarily a, is a pretty good spell to have. Yeah, it is. It's nice. So that's all the characters. Um, in core, we've got two times ten Warriors with paired weapons and Lust and Champion. I like this choice a lot. For 265 points, a unit that can flee is, is fantastic. Um, he's also got nine fallen and six fallen. So you alluded to probably this is where the sorcerer's going to be going. Yeah, I think so. I'm just double checking now, but I'm pretty sure that's somebody's done this before. Uh, warriors fallen. Yeah, so they're advanced six twelve and they're light troops. So yeah. pop the sorcerer into one of those and. That makes sense. Move around. It seems pretty good. So then we have the meat of the list, which is the four times three Feldrax with halberds. This is nasty, nasty, nasty stuff. Yeah, they're the worst unit in the game. Well, like the best, but <laughs> the, best, the worst. Depends on perspective. Especially if you're playing Infernal Dwarves, they're just like immune to pyromancy and alchemy and every other trick so yeah it's special hatred for them and the yeah they're fantastic I think the halberds is an interesting choice on them I quite like it for the strength 6 because when you have the small units you're not really getting that many attacks anyway yeah and I guess without you don't really have many much strength 6 at all in the list frankly so having those strength 6 kind of makes sense that's kind of your armor crackers, I guess. Yeah, and you've plenty of them. So. Yeah, and then three times warrior chariots, and I guess that's if the Feldrax are the meat. This is the potatoes. Yeah. And can't really go wrong with chariots. Yeah, so that would be six chariots, and you said uh, Jeff's done well with a chariot list in the past. Yeah, the beast herds one. So I assume he's applying some similar. Yeah. And then the last two units are two flayers with shields and throwing weapons, which is going to be the redirectors and the and the chaff. Yeah, so a really good chaff as well. So. I really like this list actually. I think it, I think it could do very well. I haven't had a big look at Kev's list, but I'm assuming he's playing some kind of minotaurs. Yeah, Kev just is in love with the minotaurs now. Um, yeah, I really like Jeff's list as well. It's pretty good. But the, Lots of tracks, ticks and boxes. Lots of um, lots of chariots, ticks and boxes. Yeah. Nothing's more than four hundred points either. So like, there's a bit of effort in killing everything because it's all pretty tanky and like nothing's really worth anything. So yeah, you're gonna even, have to work hard to yeah. Get even more the even the Feldrax are only three hundred and forty-five points. Yeah, that's really cheap. Yeah, the warriors okay. can faint flight away. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. And the Feldrax can also flee. Yeah. So, so let's uh, take a look at Kev's list. So, yeah, Kev, so. do you want to take this one? Yeah, cool. So, Kev is. Where's he gone on me? So, Kev has started off with a Minotaur Warlord, General, Light Armored, Agor's Affliction, Paired Weapons of Blessed Inscriptions, and the Crown of Horns. So, typical Minotaur Warlord build. Um, he's a Soothsayer, 
wizard master, druidism, with light armor, with essence mitral, paired weapons, dark rain, and talisman of the void. He has a minotaur chieftain, greater totem bearer, BSB, heavy armor with deck cheater, and a great weapon. So, druidism master, two minotaur characters, kind of hard to go wrong. Um, there's no seeds of the forest, which is surprising, but yeah, I think that's maybe where he's he's going wrong here a little bit, but yeah, but I think aside from that, it's fairly standard, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, druidism and and two mount two minotaur characters, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So then he's got twenty four wildhorn herd with shields, uh, banner with banner the wild herd musician and champion. So just. Scoring block, I guess. Yeah, parry with of the three strength trades. four. Yeah, parry and the four is pretty good. And strength four, isn't it, with the banner? Yeah, with the wild herd yeah. banner. Uh, three raiding chariots in a unit. Really like good unit. Core. Two eights of hounds, and then ten mongrel raiders, which is probably a bunker for their wizard. Yeah. Um, so, pretty good core. He's only got one scoring so far, though. Then uh, six Minotaurs with shields, Banner of Speed, Musician, and a Champion with the Blackwing Totem. Yeah, it's so, also, also pretty standard, but I guess only six Minotaurs means that both characters are going to go in there. Yeah, and there were, what, Advanced 7 plus Blackwing Totem, probably, yeah. so... And then he's got a Razor Toast Chariot further down, <laughs> yeah. so... Advanced 8 base, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, he's got a six Razor Tusk herd in the unit also. Pretty good. Uh, sooner ran them a couple of times against me and they're really tanky and awkward to deal with. Yeah, they they work well with the druidism. Yeah, they're nice. They just need babysitting yeah. a bit because they're low discipline. Yeah, but if you're just going to run them up alongside the Minotaurs, I guess it's fine. Then he's got two tens of Longhorn herd with ambush and halberds. And five gargoyles with scout to finish the list off. Okay. So, what do you think? I think it's like a almost a cookie cutter etc style B sides list. I think it's pretty. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to say it's net listy, but it's not far off. Like druidism, minotaurs, razor tusk, two longhorn herds for ambush, the gargoyles, and the razor tusk chariot. I think the razor tusk herd is an interesting choice. And um, yeah. in this matchup, it might be quite good because it's also quite cheap and quite hard hitting. Yeah. And I think it could outrange a lot of the units in the Warriors army. Yeah, or it can probably take a chariot or two charge. Yeah, exactly. Resilience it, five, isn't exactly, it? Exactly, yeah. Resilience five, yeah. three hit points apiece. Um, I think he's a little bit light on scoring, would be my one concern. Do you remember what the first. Um, scenarios hold the center, okay, or hold the ground, or whatever. So, um, ambushers aren't going to be a whole lot of use. No, um, the minotaurs are going to want to go kill him. I think secondary probably favors Jeff. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, I think Kev, Kev would probably be pretty smart if he didn't ambush the longhorn, longhorn herds yeah. here and try to push them onto the center just to just to contest it. Yeah, I think he probably needs to try and like get to go first, go past the centre with everything and then just leave the scoring behind with Yeah. 
That's pretty mm-hmm. smart. And then just use the druidism stuff to try and uh, stay alive. Yeah, and... stay alive and and avoid the the charges coming home. If you can get stone skin yeah. off in that key turn where he puts the minotaurs forward, then he'll be all right. But otherwise, it might be a bit hard. Yeah, because Jeff has no real damage, range damage. You can probably like run the character solo, the minotaurs. Yeah, maybe exactly. If he needs to, so like the warlord can just go charge now, and he can split up into a load of threats, which is pretty handy. That might be good against the MSU. Yeah, alchemy's not great against the beastmen, so Jeff's got a bit unlucky there, maybe. But yeah, and Kev's also got dark rain, which is going to be very, very, very useful against the the warriors. <laughs> yeah, I did both. But yeah, they're two pretty good lists, I think. And and two pretty good players as well. So what's your prediction for this one? Uh, I'm gonna give it to Jeff purely off the fact that Kev's going to have to like work really hard to win the secondary. Yeah. So I think unless Kev absolutely smashes the shit out of him, it's gonna be Jeff picking it up. I, I would agree based on the lists. I think it's a, a little tricky matchup for Kev. Um, yeah. Looking at something between a 12 and a 15, depending on on the, how how lucky he is with getting some charges off and getting the magic off in the right time. Yeah, definitely. Alright, so the next one is Shane Baxter against Ollie Matter. So, who's first on the list? It's going to be Oli Matha. So, another Warriors list. So, this one is a bit different to uh, to Jeff's. You've got two Chosen Lords. The first one is on a War Dias, Shield, Hellforged Armor with Burning Portent and Talisman of Shielding with Pride. So, this is a 1-up, 5-up, I think? Yeah. With Pride, yeah. which is... Um, Maximum or minimize discipline. Right. And then a second one again on a war dice with shield, hellforge, armor, death cheater. So the first one must be two plus two plus five plus, and this one is one plus four plus with halberd of titanic might and pride again. So he's got a sorcerer, wizard master, evocation, play armor with alchemist alloy, paired weapons, magical heirloom. So. Five spells with three plus save and paired weapons for funsies. Yeah. Pretty good setup in the characters. Yeah, it's hard to go around. Two chosen lords are just gonna smash anything that yeah. comes near them. They're not that slow either for foot characters, so they're pretty pretty solid. Yeah. Do you and know do you know if there's a rule that... Because I I think a war dice is a war platform, right? Um I don't know if it actually counts as one. I have the Warriors book open here. War dice. No, it's just standard infantry. Okay, so you can actually have both stuff. of them in one unit then? Yeah, so you can stick them both into Warriors or into whatever you fancy. So that's going to be pretty pretty nasty with... Just next unit, yeah. Yeah. So 18 Warriors, just sword and board with Relentless Company banner. So, <laughs> yeah. if, if he's putting these two units, two unit, uh, two characters, and probably the sorcerer as well, frankly, into those eighteen warriors, it's just going to be a massive block marching. Is it fifteen inches in the first turn? Yeah, so beautifully subtle. Yeah, and I think for this uh, objective, it's going to be pretty handy. 
Yeah, I mean, it's going to take a lot to... Not, not much is going to go in there and, and come out the other side. No. So then, uh, 10 Warriors with Lust. Again, we saw this unit in Jeff's list, just one time though. 8 Warhounds, um, a Chariot with Sloth, which is, I, in my book, it's pretty pretty good choice on the Chosen Chariot. Because you get that Resilience 6 and 6 hit points, which is pretty nice. Uh, 5 Warrior Knights with Lance, Pride and a Champion. I'm not sure about the these Pride favours. I think is there's a... maybe or something? Sorry? Maybe it's free, is it, or something, but... Yeah, maybe. But, uh, it seems a weird one to pay. For. Yeah, I think there's there's better choices. Like the envy on on mm. either the chosen lords or the warrior knights might be a better choice. Yeah, um, or I like is it greed the weapon master one? I really like that. One. Yeah, that's also really nice on the warrior knights especially. Mm. Um, then again, we we see two units of five flayers. This time with skinning lashes, and then two feldrak elders with paired weapons. So you did bring Feldraks. Yeah. So get worried for a minute. <laughs> Just the big <laughs> ones instead. You <laughs> <laughs> made a mistake. Yeah, it seems pretty good. Ollie's doing well with Warriors as well. He played in Jack Chapman's Thundercock Knockout, whatever the competition was, and he won it there mm. last week. So he uh, smashed up the groups, beat everyone on his way, and won the final. So cool. Ollie's doing good at the minute. So what, what do you think about the similarities in this list? You've got two units of five flayers, which seem to be the the preferred chaff. Yeah, I think it makes sense. The war the warhounds are kind of awkward to use, even though everyone's included them as well. But the fact that they can't do light troops and conga line and all that is kind of awkward. So having the, the flayers there just as like emergency chaff is good, hmm. and you get a little bit of shooting or the. All these ones have the yeah, whatever you call that thing where you Skinning move items. Yeah, it's like um, sweeping a sweeping attack. attack yeah, I yeah. think it's I think it's a really so nice that, choice actually. The skinning lash. Yeah, because then like you can actually hurt Jaff from range. Yeah, it gives you a bit of options in the in the movement phase and kind of instead of shooting, you get this kind of uh, be able to reach out and and touch some chaff as you say, which can be really useful for warriors. I think it's a, yeah. a cheap upgrade which is worth it every time. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Yeah, it's a pretty good list. Um, evocation's always nice. Yeah. Magical heirloom because Hellfire is a fantastic spell. Yeah, I think it's just really solid. So um, he's going to be playing against um, Shane Baxter, which is using Undyne Dynasty. Do you want to go through this one? Yeah, cool. Um, right, what is this? So, Shane's really good at building strange lists. <laughs> and this is no so, different. <laughs> yeah, his last one was, I think, 14 High Elf Chariots. So, this time he's went Undying Dynasties and has brought less Chariots than every Undying Dynasties list I've seen before. <laughs> so, we have, we start off with a Pharaoh General in a Chariot with Jackal's Blessing, Great Weapon, Bind and Scroll, Ankh of Naptesh. He's Terracotta and then Commander of the Terracotta Army. So do you have any idea what these um, these uh, things do? <laughs> terracotta gives plus one resilience. Yeah. To loads so of ter- terracotta is obviously the big thing that everything gets plus one resilience and. But it handicaps your healing, I think. Doesn't yeah. It? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Resurrected values are set to one. Yeah. But what about um, these um, these enchantments? So jackal's so blessing. Jackal's blessing is plus two health points and fortitude five up. 
So that's pretty that's nice pretty with the terracotta, right? He's got like six health points. So. Yeah, and res six. Yeah, five maybe. Oh, he's res five base. Yeah, so res six. So six. Yeah, so six. He's got like monster level of yeah. tankiness. <laughs> and then the ank makes him the hierophant, so it just lets you get around having to have a caster I guess or having to make a caster your hierophant yeah and he's got no magic so that yeah. makes sense <laughs> uh, it gives the unit a 6 up fortitude I don't know if it makes a difference here but mm. then he has got a tomb harbinger in a chariot with light armor potion strength and terracotta so then one two three four tomb harbingers on amuts I think that's like the snake thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's the um, cataphract yeah. mount. Yeah. Right, so he's got four of those with light armor, great weapons, terracotta. Interesting. Yeah, so... Is that a four-up save or a five-up save? It is a... It's got light armor base, and then the armor gives him plus one, so five-ups. Interesting, but I guess they're res six. Yeah. Mm, I don't know if they get the plus res because they're. He'll be on the mount. Highbringers and two architects. Mountain Oh yeah, so they do get plus one res. Yeah, so the res five. Are the are the, the mounts res five or res four? The mount is as uh, res characters, so, so it will be four. Res five, so res six. Oh really? So the harbinger is res five, base. Yeah. So that's kind of nice. That's really <laughs> right, good, yeah, right? This is, I, I thought this was like, a bit weird, but. So four, four, four res six monsters running around with great weapons. Great weapons that can kind of heal and. Well, they he hasn't got anything to heal with, but. <laughs> oh wait, he doesn't actually. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose red six you don't really need to. No. And you can form units up if you want with them all and just push super cataphracts. Yeah. So then he's got four skeleton chariots with Legion charioteers, that's the scoring. Uh their terracotta as well, obviously, and then a stalker standard so he doesn't care about terrain. Pretty musician standard. and champion. So yeah, just somewhere to throw the Pharaoh and the first Harbinger. He's got 20 skeletons with terracotta, two tens of skeleton cavalry with terracotta. Never see skeleton cavalry. <laughs> I think they're just uh, scoring, right? Yeah, I think that everyone's just said they're bad and the forums don't seem to know how to fix them either. So, uh, A sand scorpion, a battle sphinx, and then two dread sphinxes. <sighs> okay, so so what we're, basically what we're looking at is three res 8 models... Yeah. And four res six models and two, and res, two six res six characters, characters in a unit of res five chariots. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I hope you brought your cannons, guys. Yeah. Or some flaming stuff that you can get a reroll of because there's not a lot of armor, so if you can wound it like it's gonna go down. Yeah. But I'm glad I brought double reroll to wound. <laughs> Yeah, I wish I had real to wound. Yeah, I don't want to play against this. 
Okay, so what do we think about the matchup be- between Shane and um, Ollie? So, Ollie has burn important, so. That's going to be nothing, very good. Yeah, so nothing really wants to fight that guy. And he's got Halberd with Titanic Might, so that's also strength nine? Right, so both his characters can smash up these things. Yeah. So that so unit of warriors good. is going to be pretty hard to shift off the center, is what I'm thinking. Yeah. But what's he going to do with the rest of the stuff? Cause, yeah. Like, I mean, the Feldrax have got paired weapons, so they're only strength six. Yeah. They, I mean, so they can fight off the Amuts pretty handily. They can fight one, but they can just get countercharged by others. Yeah. I don't know what the, thing is, the Amuts are doing necessarily to the Feldrax. I don't think they're going to be too too afraid of them mm-hmm. and they're striking last because they've got great weapons on top yeah but I suppose if you charge them enough the only thing is I suppose Shane's got like march bubbles and stuff because he's undead so he's gonna have to although the dread sphinxes ignore it don't they but the rest of the stuff's gonna have to play inside of the bubble so yeah it's, it's uh, quite an interesting matchup I think again um, with the scenario I think the warriors are probably going to do better. Yeah. I don't think those think chariots so. can go into into the unit of of warriors. No, definitely not. And and the lack of magic from the Undying Dynasties is going to be a little difficult to swing those combats the way that Shane wants them to go. Yeah, I was just about to say, not having magic is always a bit of a pain because the, even no surprises, it's just. Yeah, I I did do a quick uh, a quick math, and it in the character section is pretty much maxed out so yeah so I can see it's a really cool list though yeah very very interesting um, yeah I think it's going to struggle in this match maybe I think it's probably the, the one the points. one list that has the two characters that can deal with <laughs> what's yeah. there if I'm honest I think Shane's yeah, been a bit lucky with the matchup yeah I think Ollie's going to struggle to if Shane doesn't go for the secondary and try and like win big, I think Ollie's going to struggle to pick up too much off him and get like a 13 win, maybe 14 or something. Yeah, it depends so, like, how Shane plays it, right? Yeah, and then so even if Shane takes the smallish loss, like he can just smash everyone else things. I don't know who else has answers to this <laughs> thing. Like, I definitely don't. Yeah. So what's going to be yeah, the uh, the final the final prediction? Give it to Ollie. Yeah. Small win to Ollie, I think. I, I, I would lean that way as well, just based on the scenario and the two characters been able to go through a lot of this. Yes. Alright, so next one. Who have we got? Uh, ooh, me. We've got James McDonnell against Trent. Yeah. So, you want to take your list first? I know we talked a little bit about it last time. But um, yeah, so. let's just take it through again. and So I decided to go with the Vermin Swarm. So I have Vermin Demon General, two Tyrants on Monstrous Rats with Heavy Armor, Halberds, and Shields, a Chief BSP with Heavy Armor, Shield, two Ether Icons, and Obsidian Rocks. He's got a Magic Rest 4, four units of 10 footpads with Vanguard Musicians. 25 Vermin Guard with Full Command and the Lightning Rod, 3 14s of Disciples with Champions, and 2 Dreadmills. 
that's it there's, there's been so. a common theme of these lists so far it's like spamming a lot of stuff which is almost the same or, or identical yeah and like tons of small units it all yeah. seems to be the trend lately yeah this is the first time I've went for it I've played one game I played for Oz yesterday how did it this, go for the first time yeah I went pretty well like um, I the slingers the footpads shot off one rocket he was playing ID shot off one rocket turn one second one turn two Wow, okay, yeah. do they get two shots uh, each? Kinda, uh, no, just one shot each, but they've like aim score three up with quick to fire. So it's like, oh, force for range and like 40 shots. So mm. A lot of, sh- lot of shots, a lot of bad. hits. Nice. Yeah, and strength three, and then he just couldn't make armor saves, but. Yeah, okay. it's, it was okay. Cool. I'm so, not really good at being aggressive, but. I think we, we talked a lot about your list in the last yeah. game, so let's just go to your opponent. Who is There's only two Vermin Swarm players in the whole event. And you get to play players. each other. Lucky you guys. Yeah, and that's how it should be. A fix, definitely. <laughs> so this is maybe what you might say is a little bit more traditional. Yeah. Vermin Swarm list. So you've got the, the Vermin Demon, same as you. Then we have the Plague Patriarch on the on the pendulum, which is I'd say a pretty standard build here. Cultism adepts yeah. and the and the future protection, and he's going in the Plague Brotherhoods, twenty times with standard bearer musician, um, fifty rat arms, standard bearer band of of the endless swarm, four commands. That's the uh, extra rank banner, right? An extra double extra ranks. Fight. Yeah, if you, if you have double the ranks, then yeah. you get two fights next rank. And he's got fifty, so probably. He's then he's got kind of similar to you with the three times foot pads and four t- two times plague disciples. And then his kind of shooting section is a little different. He's got only one dreadmill, but gone for five gutter blades, uh, six gisales, and two verminous artillery plague catapults. So, yeah. I think interesting, interesting matchup actually. There's a yeah. lot, a lot of stuff that that works both ways. Like I think the gutter blades with the scout and ambush are like a really good choice. Just having that small unit which can go in there. But you don't really have any war machines or anything that affected by that. Yeah, I don't think I don't say like oh I don't care because then they'll like fuck me but. Yeah. I uh, I like I don't think they bother me too much in this matchup, but they are really nice for 150 points just to yeah make your opponent think a bit. But then on the other side of things, he's got the two catapults, which can do quite a lot in this matchup. Uh, they because they don't have a solid shot, they're a bit weird. Can so, they not just devastate your your scoring units? They can hit ten foot pads and like. Kill five, and then I pass a discipline nine test, and stay there. You've got. I don't know. Have you got? Oh yeah, I've got BSB. Yeah. Yeah, I've got. He could really do harm to the twenty-five. Um, Rats of arms. Right. The yeah, vermin guard guys. He'll mess them up, but overall, like the play cut of catapults want to be shooting into like team of vector knights or. Even Infernal Dwarf guys, stuff that's expensive so that you're yeah. pulling points. Killing like ten, five foot pads a turn isn't really. Yeah, 
I think, ideal. I think what's going to be key in this matchup are your two um, tyrants. Yeah. I think he might struggle a little bit with getting rid of them. Yeah, if I can deal with the dreadnoughts, ales, then the tyrants are kind of free to do whatever. Yeah, and just but, need to avoid the the vermin demon. Yeah, Trent has been playing vermin swarm more than I have since <laughs> I've only picked them up. I think so. I'd assume he's going to be a little bit handier out. His vermin demon has a bit more range, yeah. so he should be able to outzap mine and. It'll be close. What What do you think about the scenario? Uh, he's better at standing on it because he's got 50 rad arms and the pendulum unit. I can just stand there and be like, all right, I don't care. But yeah. I think my list with the vanguard and stuff is better at like flooding it and fleeing back through. Yeah, I think so a lot like will depend on who gets the first turn. Yeah. It's it's going to be pretty close, I think. I hope. <laughs> could go horribly wrong for someone, but like, I think overall, not to be like oh, big headed, but I think overall my list's a little bit better in a general because I've like the third unit of disciples because we're just bent and um the second dreadmill and stuff like that. But I think he he'll do well against me. I think I think he for me he kind of just takes it on the scenario not by much but yeah it just make it makes it slightly easier for him. Well, he hasn't taken the lightning rod and he has no BSB, so his list's probably a little bit riskier. Yeah, like I'm guaranteed to turn a hard target against stuff and might be able to rush him. Yeah, I think if you if you can get the first turn in this, I think you'll be pretty good. But uh, if yeah. if not, you might you might struggle a little bit if he can stand on top of the scenario. Yeah, or if he gets on top of it, which like with March ten, he's going to. I'm in trouble because I'm not shifting those units around. Yeah, I mean, if if you yeah if you can vanguard up and just block him. Yeah. Then you'll be alright. Yeah, I need to kind of keep him in his deployment zone. I think if yeah. the opportunity rises, if not, well, if you can zone him with all the st all the killy stuff. Yeah. So if you can get like the demon and both tyrants into the big block, then you're going to be all right. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, having no rerolls is risky. Yeah. The big block could break. They're going to be on my team. Vermin demon causes terror, right? He does. Yeah. Hmm. So we can try and work with that. But I have to be careful with the Roman demons. So it'll be interesting. So what's uh, your uh, final prediction? I'm going to back myself because <laughs> if I don't, I'm going to go into it losing already. So I'm going, I reckon I'm going to win small. But. All right. So are you saying 11, 12? Yeah. We'll go 13. Oh, 13. Feeling good. Feeling good. Uh, I think it, based on the scenario again, I, I would just give it slightly to Trent. But as I said, a lot will depend on who gets the first turn. If you can get the first turn, I will. Uh, I will concede the. I will concede that you no. might get a thirteen. Don't don't backtrack now. You've already went. <laughs> All right. I'll say I'll say an eleven to Trent. Okay, that's not too bad. All right. So the next one is Marcus Lake against Matt Clues. Yeah. 
Yes. Marcus, spiciest man alive. So, Marcus on the demons as usual. Um, some yeah. interesting choices again in this list. Um, I think I'll let you take it because I know the vampires a bit better. <laughs> yeah, cool. So, Marcus has the Omen of Savar. He is Wizard Master on Tomaturgy with Bronze Backbone, which. Do you know what that does? Plus one resilience? Is it? Um, Pretty sure it's plus one resilience. This book's like almost as bad as Dwarves for figuring out what. <laughs> um, bronze, bronze Backbone is. Oh, hatred. Oh. Okay. okay. So <laughs> Completely wrong. <laughs> the, the model and each rank and file in the unit gains hatred. So, it's pretty good because he's got like potential to have a million attacks. Um, Harbringer of Father Chaos. So, a little small infantry sized dude. General Dark Pulpit. Alright, so he's not small. <laughs> he's on the chariot. <laughs> yeah, with Wizard Adept on Evil. And hammer hand, which is plus one attack, I think. That's correct. Yes, so one for one. So he's got one master and an adept. And, and he's got an adept. and a, both of them can fight a bit. Yeah, I thought when I saw the omen first that it was gonna be a sentinel next, you know what the <laughs> yeah. um and evil double snipe or triple snipe thing, but No. So then he's got Four units in the Muirs. Oh, hey, they're a bit different. He's got 11 in the Muirs with full command and unnatural roots. He's got 11 with chilling yawn. So that's an agility debuff, I think. Yeah, minus three. So the omen probably goes and stands in that one, I guess. Or maybe the dark pulpit guy. Uh, I think that, yeah, these two, there's one with a champion. So I think yeah. the Omen's probably going to go in the one with the champion. And I don't know if the Dark Pulpit guy can join a unit, but I'm not sure. Maybe he's just taking the Chilling Yawn unit just to kind of fight the, the elves or every now and again. Yeah, yeah maybe. Just, just to have that kind matches. of um, Swiss yeah. Army knife. A Dark Pulpit can go in the unit, yeah. Okay. It's standard height, but... Um, yeah, maybe he just does, yeah, just tags him on the side. And then he's got two tens with unnatural roots and standard bear, so yeah. your usual two by five stick of yeah. combat res. I Seems wish it would be pretty, a different demon core. standard these days, right? Yeah, it's so boring though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but it's good. It's tough as five parry stuff. Yeah, it is good, but... Yeah. So then he has got six hoarders with... Chitinous scales, chitinous scales, and mirrored scales, so really scaly hoarders. <laughs> um, so the chitinous scales is giving uh, extra armor, right? Yeah. And the mirrored scales is anything that's a, a one to hit gets mirrored back? Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, then he's got two trees of hoarders with the chitinous scales and unnatural roots. So they have to plus one combat res, standard bearers, and champions. So, so they're just not going to die. And 12 then, hoarders in total. Yeah, so that's a real pain. So, yeah. what's that, 42 Lemures and 12 hoarders to fight? 
Ugh. Everything rest five, right? Yeah. Ugh. Uh, just just, yeah, uh, just so we're on the same page. Hoarders, that's the one that every round of combat they get plus one attack. They get an extra grind attack. Extra grind attack. At the end of yeah. each round of combat. So, you don't want to be stuck there for too long. No. Especially into the six because you're punching yourself in the face on ones. And then they're just like wrapping around you getting stronger and stronger. Yeah. Not a good time. Then he's got two trees of bloodflies, and one of them have unhinging jaw, which is plus one to win against large or something. I think that's right, yeah. Oh, there it is. Uh, failed to wound rolls against close companies. Large and gigantic must be rerolled. So rerolls so to wound against large stuff. Yeah, or gigantic. So that's quite good because they have the acid blood, which gets the rerolls as well. Ah, that's so, good. Yeah, so it works really well with uh, evocation as well. So you get the roll to wound with the toxic hits on it all and just mint some units. And mm. then five furies for chaff. So Yeah, nice list. Very grindy. Yeah. A holder really scoring. To play against. Um, I like it. But Do you know if holders are scoring? Yeah, they are, yeah. Oof, so seven scoring units, all res five. Ouch. Yeah. That, that's looking good for the secondary, I think. Yeah. Alright, so well, what's Matt got? So he's running a Lamialis for Vampire Covenant. He's got a Vampire Count um, with Commandment. So that's um, giving the unit he's in, or unit within six inches, offensive, defensive six. Wizard Master and Witchcraft with a two up save. And the true thirst and the necromantic staff, which is plus one channel and then a bounce spell of uh, rays. Then he's got a second wizard master, necromancer on evocation, magical heirloom. He's got three banshees, two times thirty ghouls with a champion, twenty-five zombies, which is probably the bunker for the necromancer, twenty-eight barrowguard with halberds, standard bearer, banner of speed, which is probably where the vampire is going to hang out. Giving them um, offensive, defensive six, four phantom hosts, which are the uh, two up Aegis ghosts, and then two times two wing reapers with halberds. So actually, quite an interesting matchup here, because I think this list yeah. can actually deal with a lot of the stuff that Marcus has, at least in combat, right? Yeah, the, the ghouls have poison, don't they? Yeah, the ghouls have poison, which so ignores the high resilience units. Yeah. And the barrowguard have halberd, so that makes him strength 5. And then he's got evocation and witchcraft. So the evocation can get reroll to hit, reroll to wound, which again is pretty nice. It also combos well with the poison on the ghouls when they're in the first round of combat. And then he's got the four phantom hosts that can just stand in front of the hoarders or the uh, much. yeah the other oh do demons all have magical attacks? I don't know. I look now. I don't think they do anymore. I don't see anywhere that they do. So no, it seems to be the front of the book anyway. So if assuming that they don't have magical attacks, the phantom host could be actually really useful in this matchup just to hold up that big block of hoarders until he can deal with it. And then the, the two wing reapers as well. They have a, quite a small frontage. And they can um, they can definitely... 
definitely see off a, a small unit of hoarders because the they only have strength three attacks, I think. Yeah, the the hoarders aren't too nasty on the output. Yeah. So actually, pretty yeah. I'd say a reasonably good matchup for Matt here, despite what we said about Marcus's list in the scenario. Yeah. And also, also uh, the banshees can be quite useful. Two horrible grindy lists against each other. So. Yeah. So. Gonna, this, I think this is actually a really interesting matchup and, and I, I don't really know where, which way it's going to go I think yeah. um, I would probably edge the scenario towards Matt or maybe I would edge the scenario towards Marcus but the matchup towards Matt so I think yeah. it's a, actually a reasonably 10-10-y game I think if the Omen can get into the Vampire then bad stuff's going to happen to the Vampire but yeah, she just not that. But um, yeah, I, she's gonna have to be careful with the barrel guard because if the omen gets at her, yeah, it's trouble. But yeah, Marcus can kind of play a bit wide. Can does can a champion accept the challenge of the omen instead of the character? Yeah. So. So that's gonna be like the ever ever dying champion. <laughs> yeah. So he probably wants triple heal to make sure he like has a champion every second turn to yeah. keep him busy because Marcus can just snipe out the champion otherwise. Yeah, he's got evocation, right? Yeah. Yeah, and the Tom. Yeah. So, so really interesting matchup. I I don't know who to go for. I think uh, I think I think I'll go for Marcus. Based on the omen beating the vampire in combat. Yeah, I'm thinking similar. But otherwise, uh, it's pretty tight. I would say it's probably going to be like a twenty nil either way. But <laughs> yeah. But uh. Yeah, someone someone's going to like crumble off. And yeah. Start to fall apart, and the other lists just going to start rolling them over. Then once yeah. they like pick a hole. But, but I, th- I think I think the it's just being faster and being yeah, exactly more mobile. It's all to play for, all to play for though, right? Yeah, it is. I'm not sure with the witchcraft either, like how that interacts with the whole thing. Maybe it's pretty good. The the witchcraft can help the the vampire strike first against the omen, I think. Yeah, true. And And drop the offensive and defensive skill and stuff. And you can always um, put the put zombies into the omen and um, and make it hit and wound on a four plus. Yeah, that's pretty good. The omen hates fighting anything that's like crap on your nets. The way to kill them is just to bog them down with standard troops. Yeah, and, and the ghouls and the banshee, or not the banshee, but the ghouls were actually pretty good against killing the omen as well. Yeah. With the poison. I'm going to go for Matt. Yeah. I'll go Matt here. Back mm, in. So we're, we're split. So interesting yeah. game on uh, table four. All right, so table five. Almost finished now. We've got Jordan against Frank. So, Jordan is probably running demons as well, right? He is. So, this is a little different build here. So, he's got the Omen. And this is a mark of the Eternal Champion and Dexterous Tentacles, in, as well as the Bronze Backbone. So, what do these do? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Mark of the Eternal Champion is you get the Spear of Infinity. Okay. So basically heirloom. Yeah. And then 
What was the other thing? Dexterous tentacles. Uh, plus one agility. Okay. Fair enough. So a little yeah. bit more fighty and a little bit more magic-y. But then we have the sentinel, as you um, alluded to, on the dark pulpit. And then That's where the fun comes into it. Pretty much the exact same core, but with the champion this time on the chilling yawn unit. So, no, everyone knows where the omen's going this time. Yeah. And then he's got three threshing engines: horde thresher and divining snout. So these are the the big base chariots, and the divining snout, I believe, gives you extra charge range against stuff with magical items. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, plus two advance when you're charging them. Yeah. yeah. And then five sirens with centipede legs and a champion. I guess that's just chaff slash charging and challenge things out. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, seems to be yeah, support if the omen wants to go solo. And yeah. They can tag in there. And then two times four bloat flies with kaleidoscopic flesh and champions. So I'm not sure what the kaleidoscopic flesh does. <laughs> Typical Jordan having to be awkward here. Uh, high target. High target. Cool. And he was against Frank. Frank, which is the top. Uh, dwarves. Oh, okay. Here we go. Yeah, so. so that hard negative. target might come in handy. Yeah, better open the dwarf book. Cause <laughs> so, because no one knows what all the weapons do. No. So, he starts off with a king. He's his general with ancestral memory, which gives him an extra grudge. Shield bearers, so with extra armor and standing on lad's shoulders. And then a hand weapon with a rune of destruction, craftsmanship, and precision. So, destruction, I think, is the multi wounds one. Yeah, multi wounds D3, craftsmanship. Follows the rules for a great weapon. Right, so it's a great weapon with multi wounds D3, and then precision is lightning reflexes. Ah. Ah, so here's the striking agility order with multi wounds D3. What's a dwarf's agility? No, it can't be that high, can it? It's not as high as an omen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Four, so. And then the rule of shield, rune of the rune of shielding. Is Aegis save boosts, I think. Alright, so he's probably like a so, two up, four up or something, right? Yeah, four up, yeah. And then the the everlasting holdstone. Yeah, holdstone's just so good. Yeah. So we've got that, then we've got a dragon seek repaired weapons, rune of smashing and two runes of quickening. I think that's uh so if smashing it's is the res five strength. or strength five, it's strength ten, right? Yeah. And the quickening is yeah, is extra agility. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, plus pro- three, so he's got plus six agility. So. Yeah. So he's faster than normal. He is even with chilling yawn. Mm. So he's plus six off whatever. <laughs> Where is the thing? Yes, yeah, so he's agility eleven. <laughs> okay, so he's probably faster. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Or pretty close, anyway. Pretty close. It's going to maybe depend on the charge there, but 
I'm not sure he's yeah. going to get an option to, to charge against Jordan with all the magic. Yeah, he has advanced tree, so yeah, yeah. Then Tain, BSB, sorry, Shield, BSB with two Ether icons, so MR2. He's got a Rune of Iron, Rune of Courage, Rune of Shielding, and a Holdstone. Another Holdstone. <laughs> so I guess there's going to be two, uh, and two Death Stars here. Yeah, Rune of Courage gives you Stubborn, one use only. So you activate at the start of the combat round and you get Stubborn for that phase. It's pretty cool for 50 points. Nice. And what else did he? Rune of Iron is plus one armor and Rune of Shielding was the Aegis. So he gets plus one to a shield wall, which is nice as well. Yeah. Then an Anvil of Power, so cast three different runic spells. 25 Greybeards with Great Weapons, Shield, Standard Bearer, and a Runic Standard of Swiftness, and Musician and Champion. I believe that's Vanguard, right? I think so. Yeah. Vanguard. So, they have Vanguard. Then he's got 25 Clan Warriors with Great Weapons, Vanguard, and a Standard Bearer. <laughs> so I wonder what he's trying to do. Yeah. Um, then we've got 20 Kingsguard with... Standard bear, runic standard of wisdom, which is pick a bounce spell. Uh, musician and a champion. So, runic standard of wisdom is pretty nice there because the anvil with the like three different spells is a bit. Yeah. With so the, you can duplicate the, one. The standard you can choose whichever. Yeah, so you can pick one. So okay. maybe if you want minus one to wound, you can have it on both. Yeah. Things, so you yeah. just double tap on the one that you need, right? Yeah. So that's pretty nice. Uh, 20, whoa, 20 Seekers with Vanguard, Musician and Champion, 20 Seekers with Brothers of Vengeance, I think that's the skirmish one, is it? Maybe. I'm just guessing because they haven't upgraded for that. Yeah, so, but yeah. they also have Vanguard as well. Yeah, so, what's that, 14 four, Skirmish Vanguard Four ones. units with Vanguard? So Dragon Seekers probably going in there, yeah, four yeah. Vanguard units. And then to tie it all off, we have 12 paired weapon, thrown weapon, miners with a musician. So that's just for scoring, I guess. Yeah, so there's one block there. The Kingsguard, the only thing that doesn't either ambush or vanguard. Yeah, and I guess that's where the BSB goes. Oh, no, yeah, no, the the King is going to go in there because they're going to be stubborn anyway. And then the BSB goes in the Greybeards. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Yeah. So, the... interesting list. we got... Four yeah. vanguarding units, not much shooting. I mean, the miners are the only shooting unit, and we have an anvil. I'm not so sure about this list. It's yeah. It's got it's like a one trick pony, right? It's kind of like Fraz's vanguarding thing, but not as scary. I think. Yeah. I think it's a bit of a one trick pony, but it doesn't lean into it. Yeah. Completely. I think he's going to have a hard time against Jordan because he's, Jordan's got a lot of stuff. Like the the chariots are going to just munch the seekers. Yeah, or the blocks because they only have, what, like five up armor saves. And yeah, and the, they've all got great weapons as well. So everyone is yeah. striking last. And he's got triple snipe. So you can like stand out of range and just pick out the characters first. Yeah, 
I think I think this this is this is a game for Jordan to lose. I think it, yeah. it's pretty good matchup for him here. So no yeah. no pressure, Jordan. Maybe Frank can just go stand on the second year and like get some points out of that. Do the do the anvil spells like the minus one to wound? Is that against shooting as well or magic? I think so. I think it's just flat minus one. Um, one second. Yeah. So distract and hard target. Uh, reroll to wound. Reroll to hit. Minus one to wound. It's just an augment, yeah. So or yeah. magic move six inches. Pretty good. So that I mean that could be pretty useful for Frank if he can get it off at the right time. Yeah. Or if, if he can. Yeah, if he's lucky in the magic phase. Yeah, if he forces minus one to wound and the chariots don't have their choice of units yeah. to charge, it might save Yeah. I also the think the... Jordan can just wait, can't he? Because like, the dwarves at advanced tree aren't going to charge back at these. No, no. So he can just sit there and wait for the turn that Frank's magic doesn't go. Yeah, and, and I think the omen can kind yeah. of pick his fights a bit here. Like if yeah. if our agility calculation is is correct or incorrect, he doesn't have to fight the dragon seeker, and he can exactly. kind of run around and he's not under any pressure, and he can definitely kill the king, right? So, so I think so. And the BSB as well. Yeah, and the BSB. So he can pick his fights, which is pretty scary, I think, for the dwarves. And he, even yeah. the sentinel is going to have free reign just to fly around and and kill seekers at will here with magic. I think once Jordan's patient and like bides his time and makes sure he gets like the charges off that he's gonna blow through, he's gonna be fine. Yeah. The only way he could do it is if he gets over eager, throws like one chariot in whiffs and just keeps feeding them things bit by bit and might go around but Yeah, I I, yeah. I agree. I think we're on the same page here. So what's the final score? I'm gonna say seventeen to Jordan. Seventeen to Jordan. Yeah. I'm gonna say twenty to Jordan. Ooh, he's going gonna disappoint you on that. <laughs> probably, probably, probably. But uh, no pressure, Jordan. Yeah. So the final matchup is my good self against Mr. Rob Cousins. Yeah. So, so Rob is a member of the Vale Renegades. I think he's been on the their podcast a bit as well. Yeah. I think he's also uh, done some work for me in the Night Scroll. I seem to remember his uh, forum name. Yeah, I think he's destroying or something. Yes, forum, correct. Destroying. Yeah. So do you want to go through his list as you're the Orcs and Goblins resident expert? Yeah, let's give it a go. I gave them up because they're too much effort, but... <laughs> well, uh, it's much easier playing Vermin Swarm Raggy. <laughs> so we start off, we've got an Iron Orc Warlord, General. Uh, He's a wyvern, shield, paired weapons, plate armor, basalt infusion, hand weapon with blessed inscriptions. I assume that's supposed to be a pair. Yeah. He's got paired a weapons with uh, blessed inscriptions. Well, <laughs> yeah, I guess so, right? It could be just a, uh, whatever you call that program that does the lists. New recruit, yeah. Yeah, I think it's given a couple of weeks. But then he can't use a shield outside of combat. Yeah, I don't know. So there's blessed inscriptions somewhere, probably under paired weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Talisman shield and an obsidian rock. So, uh, wyverns are risky. It's two up, uh, two up, five up, right? Yeah, I think so. Two and up, M- MR2. Three up from Flamen. MR2. Pretty good, four. but a lot of points there. Yeah, it's four hit points. Like, it's just 
makes me sad. Yeah. And then he's got an orc shaman. He's feral orc. On a boar? Or boar. Yeah. Wizard master shamanism. Binding scroll. And magical heirloom. So, you can't go wrong here. Like, it's it's, a, it's a lot of points for a guy on a boar. Yeah, the boar is probably a bit unnecessary, but the rest of it's pretty good. The yeah. heirloom's a fantastic spell. Um, binding scroll is nice, especially when you're after bringing a wyvern. That's like I think he's missing paper. the um, the fetish. Yeah, yeah, maybe get rid of the binding scroll for fetish because binding scrolls are for cowards. <laughs> yeah, get rid of binding scroll, get fetish. Um, or get rid of heirloom actually, because there's another wizard down the bottom. Yeah. So, orc chief, iron orc. Shield, Battle Sounded Bearer with MR2, Paired Weapons, Great Weapon, and Plate Armor with Destiny's Call. So he's got a 4 up, 4 up, and picks either a Paired Weapons or a Great Weapon to fight with each turn. Pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty nice, and gives the Iron Orcs stubborn. Then we have a Witchcraft Adept on a Wolf. Ah, he's got Skullfetish, there we go. So it's ah, yeah, it is in the last then. So he's got Channel 2 plus up to 3 more. It's pretty good. Pretty nice, yeah. So he gets into combat, he's going to be really getting his buffs off. Mm. And he's got witchcraft and shamanism. And shamanism, which is great because orcs are so slow. The deceptive glamour is at the plus. Yeah, or the minus exactly. Two. Plus, really plus, yeah, minus um, two agility and offensive and defensive. Yeah, they can't shoot minus two to cast. It's great when you have like chilling hell and stuff to do as well. Yeah. So let you run the gun lines. Uh, Twenty-eight orc adventures. They're common orcs. Paired weapons. Standard bear with green tide, musician art champ. So, it's a pretty solid block. Strength 5 in the first round of combat, or if they're steadfast. So, I'm just gonna chop you up. They're a good bit cheaper than the feral ones as well. And they can flee. 30 goblins, so cave goblins with bows, 2 maggots, and musicians. And 5. Orc, boar riders, common orcs, or musicians. That's obviously where the shaman's gonna go. Yeah. What do you think of that core? Mm, the madgits are good. Yeah. They just require a bit of thinking about to get around them. Yeah, I like when they do them with the relentless banner or something, yeah. so that you can like force them on people. Yeah, so this is not as an aggressive build. And the bows is maybe a bit unnecessary with the Madgits because he's trying a, bit, a little bit too hard to have a unit that does more than one thing. Yeah, I'm just go shields and. Yeah, and be a scoring unit afterwards. Yeah. So. Try and not die. Maybe a bit expensive, but I think the Ed Bashers are good. Paired weapons is. Maybe not as good as spears and shields. Uh, paired weapons is pretty good, I think. But yeah, maybe for common one. Spear and shield. I've never ran the common ones. I've always run feral because you get the yeah uh, focus and fearless and stuff. But. Yeah, I think uh, the orc so war riders is a good choice, but I'm not so sure about them as a wizard bunker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like it's perfect scoring. But what's the armor save? Yeah, three up. I think three up. I think against Milus it's probably fine, but in other matchups it might be a bit more tricky. With a bit of shooting, they're just gonna get killed. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't 
I wouldn't feel safe there. Like the Ed Bash is a perfect good place to stand your wizards and just put them there. And, yeah. Um, then Sounds so cool. he's got twenty three iron orcs, which is also a good place you can put your wizard with full command and the green tide banner. Green tide is just fine extra rank, right? Yeah. So they're gonna kick out a nice bit of hurt. Yeah. And they're going to be stubborn because you have the chief. So they're pretty good. Yeah. Eleven Nashers can't go wrong. Just dirt cheap. Strength five, high agility. Um, five goblin raiders. So common goblins, shields and bows. Two skewers and a gargantula. So pretty all round list, I guess. Yeah, there's a little bit of everything. Skewers are really good. Ninety points. I could just yeah take pot shots and things. Um. Yeah, the orc shaman's just the only thing that's worrying me, and the wyvern. Cool. Yeah, I think in the matchup, the wyvern could be okay, depending on how he uses it. Yeah, I can't remember what you have. So let's, let's go take a look at my list at the top. Um. So I'm running the VC list that we discussed in the last episode. I only made one change, which was the great weapon. I changed to a lance for the vampire courtier because he's shrimp five anyway and then makes him shrimp seven on the charge and having multiple wounds against uh, gigantic stuff just kind of makes yeah. a bit more sense to me. So he's a, a two up, five up with the basalt infusion. So it's actually pretty similar to the Wyvern character. Yeah. Um, but he heals. But I heal and I have multiple wounds too and... Yeah. So then the vampire courtier, which is the BSB, he's a hour of the wolf guy. So that's giving um, giving swift stride to an infantry unit, which he's gonna stand in. N- no points for guessing which one. Um, wizard adept and evocation BSB with legion standard and destiny's call with a halberd. Then they have the general, which is the necromancer, who is a wizard adept on alchemy with the necromantic stuff. And that's the one that we mentioned before that gives an extra channel and the bounce bell bubble race. Yep. I've got two banshees, 37 ghouls with a champion, four bat swarms, which also combo with Hour of the Wolf, so I can grow them up to eight. Uh, two Wenty zombies with a musician, 37 barragard with shields, Flaming Banner, Musician, and Champion. Uh, five Vampire Knights, the Musician, and two Varkalax. So I think this is an okay matchup for me. Yeah. I'm just looking at your court here compared to the Wyvern. He's so much cheaper. Yeah. And he seems a lot better. I mean, he Don't does have less inscriptions, right? And yeah, probably so. more attacks and weapon skill and agility and everything. Oh, maybe not agility. No, probably not agility. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a good match for you. Um, who's his general again? It's the Shaman, I think. Ooh. If you can kill him, then the Banshees are going to cause a lot of trouble. Oh, no, it's the Orc, War- Orc Warlord is the general, so... Right, so if you can kill him, then the... I think the Ad Bashers are only discipline 7 and stuff, so, like, if you can get the leadership bubble down, the Banshees can just wreak havoc on everything. 
Yeah, I think like the ghouls and the barrow guards probably beat most of his units one on one. Yeah, I'd like to think. Barrow guard will beat up the uh, iron ox for sure. Anyway. Yeah, and then and, and multiple the wounds too against the characters is also pretty scary. Yeah, and you've got a double reroll to wound, wasn't it? We yeah, exactly. I've got a flaming banner in there and uh, alchemy. Your strengths. Strength four, AP fours. one. Alright, so fours we rolled them. Yeah. That's pretty good. And yeah, yeah, that's And the the banshees can I cause some problems, I think. And I've got a lot of fast stuff that Yeah. That can just run around him a little. Yeah, the Varkalax and the knights are gonna cause him bother. Yeah. Because you can just walk at him with the two giant blocks into the middle and then push all those stuff around the sides. And yeah, orcs aren't very good at like turning and moving, and <laughs> it all gets out of hand very quickly and they just kind of swamped by things. Yeah, and I, th- I think the scenario in the, this case also favours me. I don't think yeah. he can hang out really on the uh, on the centre. I'm not sure how no. I'm going to deal with the madgits. But it might just be a case yeah. of throwing up a banshee and seeing how many three plus saves I can it's roll. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah, or the bat swarms can yeah. go and kind of step on it or. Yeah. Um, give it a go with them. I don't think it's a big deal. Nah. You can. Uh, you can work it out. I think you can deal with them pretty yeah. well. And I'm I'm reasonably confident going into this one. So, uh, what's your overall prediction? I give it to you. I think seventeen. Oh, seventeen! It's going to be big. Oof. You're going to secure the middle, and then <laughs> it's going to start to fold. I was going to say fourteen. <laughs> no, no, you've pressure on now. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm just going to have to push at him. Yeah. All right. That's all going to go wrong. <laughs> You're trying to hit the It's all part of your plan, right? <laughs> yeah, just make me look good. It's easier if you look bad. Alright, so, so um, in the group, obviously we're playing, is it four games in the group? Yeah, four. Alright, so um, after four games, who do you think is going to come out on top? Ooh, I was thinking about this the other day. And, like, you have to always fancy Marcus for it a bit, because... It's Marcus, he's just experienced and it's pretty good. Um, after Marcus, I'm not sure. I think for me, like the most interesting list is probably the Warriors list that we talked about at the start with all the MSU. Yeah. Jeff Keeling's list. Um, yeah. I also like Jordan's list. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I think if I was going to go, I'd say it's either going, it's going to be like either the Demons or the Warriors. So like, if I was to take four picks for the top two, it would be some of those. And obviously Shane's list is like a, a bit of a, a kicker, right? It could, could just go either way. It's a bit random yeah, I, and a bit interesting, but... Uh, I don't really understand how it works so 
Yeah. I guess that's a good thing for him if he knows how it works. I think in, in general we talked a little bit about the meta um, in the last episode and what we can really see is is that, I mean, at least in the UK there's a lot of spamming of units especially small units and, and cowboy type characters that's yeah. pretty prevalent so in, in all the lists, right? It, <laughs> yeah, I. who's got blocks? Just Rob and you, isn't it? Yeah Oh, and the other match with his vampires. Mm. And but I think so, all the lists think? as well, aside maybe from your list, is there's always also some like grindy elements. Yeah. So it's really interesting that that's the way that the UK meta is moving. Just like small units, char- single character cowboys, and then grindy blocks of combat res yeah. type stuff. So something to like pin things and then loads of little things to run around and pick up the points. Mm. Just seems to be there. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a good close group, I think. Yeah, I I agree. I I, I think uh, I think it's really interesting. The matches. There's no elves. I don't think. No, we have dwarves, vampires, vermin. So two warriors, two demons. Two vermin. Two vampires. Two vermin. <laughs> so it's quite interesting. Uh, <laughs> In quite an interesting Orcs, meta. I, I don't I haven't looked at any of the other groups, so I have no idea what's awaiting us in round two. But, I uh, think half of the uh, lists Haristo said, so out of the forty something lists, half of them were either orcs, warriors, or demons. Wow. So okay. There's probably six or seven of each of them. And other stuff. There was no human factions, so okay, we had no <laughs> empire. Interesting. Um, just just for reference, in the, yeah. the list submission in my Nerdcon tournament, which I'm running third and fourth of October, uh, that was last couple of days ago, and I think there's three dwarf factions or three dwarf lists out of twenty three, and also um, a, quite three Kingdom of Equitain lists, yeah. which is pretty. Yeah pretty random it's not what we get over this way anyway. yeah but it's very 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 different meta yeah. to uh, to what we're talking about here and I think we'll probably do a quick podcast before we have the tournament and we can compare a little bit the, the meta with uh, Alex and Casimir yeah that would be interesting to hear though. awesome mate well thank you thank very you. much for coming on I hope it's been interesting and yeah, enlightening for our YouTube viewers who can see all the lists. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, we'll we'll probably come Pleasure. back after round one and see how our games went. Yeah, I'll be crying about <laughs> Vermin being OP when you're playing against them. <laughs> well, at least it's a mirror match, so either way, Vermin are going to win, right? <laughs> Yeah, but then I can't claim, like, oh, they're bent or they're bad. Cause <laughs> it's all down to play a skill. Reason, <laughs> I know, that's where I'm going to fall down. I need the army to carry me. <laughs> Your cunning plan didn't work, but at least you're not going to play Vermin anymore this in the first no. stages. Yeah, yeah, thank God. <laughs> Alright, mate, well, uh, I'll speak to you in a couple of days and we'll see how you're getting on. Yeah, sounds good.